Good job playing. Good to have uh, Michael and Marilyn back this morning. And Kathy, it's good to see you here this morning, too. Praise the Lord. Uh, does anybody have anything before we go into Lord in Prayer? Then we're going to our time of uh, praying for you know, our folks and stuff. But anybody have anything like to share before we do that? Well, let's pray. I'm going to call on Brother Bobby, if you don't mind me losing the word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we bow again, God, thanking you for your many graces in life. Thanking you, God, for Heavenly Father, the help that we have, God. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for saving our souls, dear God. Heavenly Father, for giving us a place, God. Heavenly Father, where we can meet together and worship you in spirit and truth, dear God. Thank you, God, for making this house, God, a house of God, formed by your hands, God, not man's hands. We thank you, Lord, Heavenly Father, that you have the love, God, that it takes, God, to daily deal with us, God, these yes. uh, as people, God, us poor sinners, God. Only by your grace, God, can we make it today, Lord. We thank you and we ask you, God, how to remember every heart and every thought and every mind here today, God. How those burdens that lay heavy on the hearts of your people, God. How whether it be for uh, those that are sick, God, for those who, are, who don't know you, God, for those, Lord, who they have a burden for, God. We pray, God, that you bless uh, us today with your presence, dear yes, God. God. Would you bless everywhere where your people meet together, God. Would you bless them with your presence today, God. Heavenly Father, remember your little churches in our area, in our county, God. Heavenly Father, what numbers are few this morning, dear yes, God. Uh, would you show us, God, that Heavenly Father, you can make a difference, God, if we'd still just trust you yes. this morning. And we pray for our pastor this morning, dear God, if it falls his lot. Heavenly Father, would you just give him what he needs? Heavenly Father, just to mind you this morning, God, and let the Holy Ghost use him in a mighty way, dear God. And we pray, God, how that you bless our home too, Lord. Yes. Heavenly Father, would you just, uh, Heavenly Father, uh, God, just show us, dear Lord, who you are again this morning, God, and how great you are when you get in the midst of your people, yes, God. Uh, show us how much you love us again, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for our prayer, Brother Bob. You know, we can put our trust in, in a lot of things. And, and uh, you know, I can put my trust in and that's since you put her trust in me. But, you know, I'm going to let her down. God bless you. I'm going to let her down. And she's going to let me down. But you know, there's one thing that we put our trust in, that's Jesus Christ. He, Amen. He promises that He will never let us go. That's right. And we can trust in that. So look, flip, flip back to God from the hope. Flip back to page 137. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. As <clears throat> Bobby's praying, this song just came to mind. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus.
confess Jesus this morning. Great song right there. It's good to have you back with us, Michaela. And I know we've been praying for you. And, and uh, let me ask you to see you this morning. I think you're going to share a song a little later in the service today. I hope so. Hope so. But anyhow, let's go. Uh, let's lift up the ones that Kathy. We're going to continue praying for you and your family. And, and it's good to see you again here this morning. It's good to have uh, Bo up here with me again. And, and uh, we're going to continue praying for you, brother Bo. You yes. have uh, anything you'd like to share if you don't mind? Okay. Anyhow, we just need to continue praying for them. And, and Mel and Robert. Mel and Robert, yeah. Continue lifting them up in our prayers. And, uh, Wayne, there's a, a little COVID uh, started back at the TLC nursing home, so we want to really pray for them and the workers there. And uh, where we would normally invite you to come over since it's the second Sunday afternoon to sing a little bit, we are today there, got everybody confined to their room. But let's really pray for them. Let's really pray. Yes. I continue to pray for a major thing of Chris Mom. I don't pray for um, well, my mom and
I said that was some intro. Yeah, I know, I know. Everybody. Good morning. Come on in, folks. Come on in. What? Thank Brother Steve for fixing our heaps. Amen. He's handy to keep around, isn't he? Well, that relieves me because I thought I'd messed up the schedule on the nest. <laughs> It is good to be back this morning to see everybody. Uh, it's fall and the leaves are falling, aren't they? <clears throat> wow. Anyone a word? We're in the eighth chapter this morning. I appreciate Brother Chris filling in for me. He did a good job. Y'all really could have elected him to taught this next year. That would have been even more wonderful. But I appreciate the confidence, but this is our class. It's not me. It's our class. I, I've, had, I've had more than just a few visiting ministers tell me after service how much they enjoyed Sunday school because everybody was involved. Yes. Um, there's, there'll be nothing worse than me standing up here and running my mouth for 40 minutes. That's, that's not how it works because everybody has a, a, different, a different approach to something. Uh, Marilyn told me something this morning I'd never heard of. It was, it'll fit awesome when the time comes. So I encourage you, be part of, the, be part of Sunday school. Um, I promise you I do not know it all. I'm way, way, way away from that. But I appreciate the confidence. And uh, we're about to get in some good stuff. Not that the first seven chapters was bad stuff, but we're getting in some good stuff now. I really want to get to the 19th verse, but uh, we'll never make it to today, I don't think. We might not make it for a while. <clears throat> but I want to read a definition first. Anyone have a word? Well, you know more than a lot of people that write books uh, talking about the kingdom that's going to be set up on this earth. <coughs> yes. All right, eighth chapter of Romans. And I want to read a definition first. Well, let me read the verse. Therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And I found a couple of def good definitions I'm going to read. No condemnation can be defined in courtroom language. To have no condemnation declared means to be found innocent of the accusation, to have no sentence inflicted and no guilty verdict found. By the grace of God, believers in Jesus Christ will not face the condemnation of God. We have passed out of death into life. So when Paul says there is, there is therefore, therefore always means because of what I've said. So think about back what all he said, especially in chapter 7. Because of everything he's taught us so far, he makes a statement, 
no condemnation which are in Christ Jesus. None. None. And we have to think about what that verse means. I'm no longer guilty. And will never again have the condemnation of being lost. Of being apart from God. And I've made this statement and it comes across a little weird, but and I never will be condemned to be lost. There's nothing I can do to unsave myself. That's how secure it is. Heaven forbid I could go out and be the meanest man that ever walked on the face of this earth, but I've still got the goods. Now, the, now there's the argument, if I have the goods, I won't do that. I realize that. I, I agree with that. But the point being, I am so saved, I can't even mess it up. Yeah. I have no condemnation. On that day, well, well starting the day I was saved, I'm innocent. I am right with God for eternity. And I don't think we really grasp sometimes what all it means when we're saved. But that's probably the big one. I am right with God, my soul, for eternity, starting that moment. And, and while everyone's experience of grace when you were saved is different, they're all the same. Yeah. I like to use the phrase, one salvation's in one dose, one size for everybody. If you got it, you have the same thing that I had when I got it. No different. Yeah, no different. Now the actual experience, some in church, some at home, some in their vehicle, some on the back pew, those things are different, but they're irrelevant. Yeah. It's when that con we are when we're no longer condemned in the flesh. Yeah. For the law of the Spirit is life in Christ Jesus. Hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Now use this phrase, I will never die. I will never die. Because I am now passed from death to life. Now... I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I've got to change clothes, but that's all. Go ahead. Yeah, I appreciate what you said about that person being the meanest man that ever, and you still got the good. But it, but when it's talking about them here in the first, and them which are in Christ Jesus, the rest of that is not someone else. That's not an option there. That's who we are. Uh, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. That's who them who are in Christ are. That's who we are. Mm -hmm. That's why we're not going to go out and be the right person. Sure. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah. yeah. One of our basic articles of faith says we believe that endurance is the greatest mark a Christian has. He's got some stick to it in him and her. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Michael, you said that. Salvation was in one size dose. And uh, thinking of it in medical terms, if it's not a vaccine, it don't put it off mm -hmm. for another year. Or, uh, hopefully you get the right 
you get the right mix for this. It's a one-size dose, and it's a cure. It don't, you don't put it off. It don't push it back. It takes it away. Mm -hmm. It's free. free. You're free from it. Am I not correct in, in our land you can't be charged for the same crime twice? Is that correct? Unless you commit it twice. Yeah, unless you commit it twice, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You can't be tried for it twice. Right, right, right. So, yeah. In the same way here, when, I'm de when we are declared no condemnation, when we're declared right with God and we're saved, that's it. That's it. No more discussion. No more questions. It's a, here's how we'd say it in the South. It's a done deal, right? It's a done deal. All right. Now he's going to talk a little bit about the law for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. The law was fine. We just couldn't keep it. That was the only problem with the law. We couldn't keep it in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Yeah. There's a song, I don't even remember which songbook it's in, but it's got a terrible line in it. It said, After all else had failed, God sent His Son. Oh, that one, that one needs marked out of the book. That one's bad. <laughs> no. Jesus was the plan to start with. Yeah. In the law, just preference for Yeah. Yeah. We needed Christ. The law just showed us how bad we did need him. Yeah. Look at Genesis. Yeah. Jesus Jesus was mm -hmm. Let us make man. Yeah. Ah, verse four that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. There was no righteousness in the law. As Roger said, it just put things off for another year. But our souls... Remember, I don't know if, if all of you were here when I did the example with a mason jar. What Christ gave us is sealed in us. It cannot sin. Now, it has to drag along this ball and chain called the flesh that does sin, but it cannot sin. Our soul cannot sin. If it could, we'd have to throw eternal security out the window, wouldn't we? Right. Yeah. But our soul, that that God gave us when He saved us, it's sealed. It can do no wrong. It's just this old Adam man that it has to live inside of. That's why we have to change clothes. I think Paul mentions it later, but our flesh is still under condemnation. That's why it has to die. Yeah. Now here's a verse. Think on this one. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. How can the world be like it is? It's got the mind of the flesh. Well, let me read the next verse to go with it. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The world can't help it. The lost can't help it. Their mind is carnal. Yeah. 
I think I mentioned this last Sunday, or no, two Sundays ago, I'm sorry. We have, and Paul spoke of the, the battle between our soul and our flesh. And where the, where the battle meets is in our minds. That's where it meets. The right side of our brains listen to our soul, the left side of our brains listening to our flesh. Maybe I can put it that way, or vice versa. But that's where the battle is. But um, we, we could never say, how could a lost person do that? They're lost. Their mind is still carnal. They can't help it. Yeah, let me read it. For to be carnally minded is death. And we all know that. That's why we have to die. Our flesh has to die. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So, if we have peace, what does the carnal mind have? What's the opposite of peace? Turmoil. Yeah. I, I will. I will always. Just say. I will always believe that people who are on drugs, people who take alcohol, they are searching for peace. I will always believe that. Yeah. I, I read an article one time about a young lady who was on drugs, and her comment was, "It's the closest feeling I can get to being in my mother's arms." Yeah. That's why she took drugs. Yeah. It gave the carnal mind a little bit of peace. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry there is no peace in the carnal flesh. There's not. There's good, they may, there might be and there probably is good times in the flesh. There's probably some happiness and excitement in the flesh. But there's no peace. After the high is over, after the party's ended, after the game's over... They're right back where they were, still searching for what too many times we take for granted. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of the patient that we had come in this week. He's close to my age, but around apparently it's hereditary in his family. They have the, I forget what it's called, myoclonic my something anyway, where he is constantly jerking and his neck's jerking and he can't, can't be still. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> About in his 20s, of course, at that time where you're, you know, it's kind of embarrassing, I guess, you know, that he couldn't be still and that sort of thing. So he took on drinking alcohol. And that is the only thing that would stop or slow down mm -hmm. least, those movements mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. And he, from that, he started the alcohol just to get that to stop. And it turned into, you know, mm -hmm. worse things for a little while. Yeah. And he finally quit. But, I mean, it's just he was searching for something to give him some peace from that, you know. And it turned into mm -hmm. other things. But yeah. it just it reminds me of that situation. I hadn't forgot you. Go ahead. Oh, no. Um... <laughs> <clears throat> a lot of the uh, members that 
were doing the, the uh, riots in 21 and 22, uh, they, uh, they ad admitted they wanted chaos, that uh, they would, you know, just did, didn't want a government or, or didn't want churches or any, anything that would get them away from being a, a, a chaotic situation. They even admitted that, that they wanted anarchy and chaos. Someone else. Now for me, my purpose, that condemnation that leads you to seek out peace. And Christ is the only one that can deliver it. You know, what? wasn't, never killed anybody, I didn't drink, I didn't misbehave, I respected my parents, but there was still a condemnation there that Alvin Christ couldn't live. How many of you guys remember the Peanuts cartoons? Come on now, be honest. Huh. Remember Pigpen? Yeah. That's the flesh walking around. Always that cloud over us of condemnation. Yeah. That's who we are when we're lost. Walking around with that cloud. Yeah. Can't get out from under it. Can never see the sunshine. Yeah. Till Christ. And he'll sum it up in verse 7. How are we doing on time? Okay. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Can't do it. And to make this statement, I realize there's a lot of quote, religions out there, but without Christ, they're goners. They're goners. That even includes the Jewish race. If they don't believe in Christ, they're goners. Yeah. Now, yeah, even Jewish people, if they're not circumcised of the heart, yeah. they're gone. Yeah. Uh, and, but Christ told them himself that they had turned him away. Yeah. And that if they didn't come like everyone else, that they would they there would be no um, preparation for them. Yeah. It's no wonder Christ wept when he looked at Jerusalem. <coughs> His own people were choosing the flesh. Yeah. His own people the ones that really should have understood it the best. Yeah. No wonder he wept. How he oft, what did he say? How oft I wish I'd have gathered you together like a hen does his chicks, but you would not. You said, no, I don't want you. Yeah. yeah no wonder. His, his own God's people at the time. They were God's people. Descendants of Abraham. But they would not have Christ. Now, so in the flesh, I can build all the temples I want. 
I can build all the homeless homes I want. Not that that's wrong. I don't mean it in that sense. I can do all the greatest works man has ever done. And I'm still in the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still in the flesh if I do that. It takes an encounter with Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And therefore, yes, I'm a believer in a time and a place. I'll confess right now. I, I believe there's, you know, you might, some, some people don't remember the exact date, but they remember exactly when it happened. And, and I'm a believer of that. I know in my case, I knew when it happened. My pig pen shadow and cloud went away. Yeah, and never came back. Yeah. You know, I, I was really young when I was saved. Mm -hmm. But um, Sister Bonnie testified one day, and, and I had tried to get saved again. I went to the altar, and, and I just didn't think I did everything right or, you know, um, but Sister Bonnie gave her experience of grace and, and she, she said when God saved her, she felt as light as butterfly. And, and that was that condemnation rolling away. Sure. And I had experienced that. Um, when I was praying to be saved, all of a sudden, I just felt like I was floating. And uh, and she helped me with that. And because even though I was a little chunky little boy, um, I, I, I became light as a butterfly that day, that night. Here's this great word, but... And I'm gonna, if, you don't, if you'll allow me, I'm going to replace ye with we, okay? Because that's who he's talking about. He's talking about us. But we are not in the flesh, but we are in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in us. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of us. There's the Father, the Son, but just as equal... There's the Spirit. Yeah, there's the Spirit. Yeah. We cannot, it's impossible to kind of drop off the Spirit and just go with the Father and the Son. No, no. The Spirit's what lets me know I'm saved. Yeah. That Spirit that dwells in us, that's really what we get from God in salvation. We get justification. We're made right. But that spirit is imputed in us. Yeah, that's where the peace comes from. That's where the peace comes from. The spirit that dwells in us, the spirit of God. What the people under the law did not have. All right, who had the spirit in the Old Testament like we have it? Prophet, the priest, and the king. The prophets, the priest, and the king are the only ones that had the spirit like we have it. Yeah. So don't be too hard on them, right? right? Yeah. We have something to tell us we're about to do wrong before we do it. Yeah. 
Do it anyway. I can remember one time that uh, our, I don't remember who our pastor was, but he had in, invited Brother Harold Ball to, to preach for us that Sunday. And, um, you know, I, I tried, when I was the song director, I, I, I tried to let the Holy Spirit lead me. And, and you know, I, I begged, you know, I, I had prayer before I came over here and, you know, I didn't pray that the Lord would give me the voice to sing. I, I would, it, it was just the song that was right for the service. And I, I think Brother Roger was the um, Sunday school superintendent. And the songs I sang, not, not, not that I sang, but that the church sang, and the Holy Spirit had picked out, went right along with Brother Roger's devotion. And Brother Harold got up, and the first thing he did was marvel at how what we had sang and how the devotion fit right in with the message. And, uh, he, and, and I assure you, we had not talked to one another. And uh, I didn't know what the devotion or the message was. And they didn't know what I was going to sing. And our, the church was going to sing. But there is a spirit that will lead us if we'll let it. Sure. Michael, I, I have thought a lot about the spirit. There's the word and who the spirit is the last couple of days. And uh, the, the root word of spirit is fire, and it's, it's breath. Mm -hmm. It's breath. So we, when somebody dies, we say they expire, or the, the breath goes out of them. So it's the breath that gives us life. When, when God created Adam and Eve, it, 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 or Adam, it was no, he was no different from the animals that they had created until God breathed in him the breath of life. And so the Spirit makes us alive in Christ. Mm -hmm. Uh, and without it, we are dead to God. Uh, but with the Spirit, we have that breath and live in Christ. You say, you say because of the Spirit, we live in Christ. Yes. We're, we're about to get there. I'm going to make that point. I'm going to get there. I wouldn't say always but you'll have to really hunt hard in the Bible to find where the Spirit is not moving. Just about every time, I know in the first time we hear of the Spirit, it says the Spirit of God moved upon the waters. Yeah. Uh, first John 5, I can't read, but it says, Jesus Christ, He's the one who came by water and blood, not by water only, but by water and by blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies because the Spirit is the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One place the Spirit that we have is referred to as earnest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, a, it, it's the earnest money of what's to come for us that are saved. Yeah. Just like you give somebody $100 to hold something until you come back and pay for it. Well, 
the Spirit that dwells in us is God's earnest money till we go home. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but the peace that the Spirit gives us when we lay down at night, if it's earnest money, what in the world is glory going to be like? If this is just earnest money of the Spirit dwelling in us, that's why we have to have a new body, isn't it? Yeah. Our soul can handle it, but our body couldn't. No. Yeah. There's a great contrast here between the followers and the non-followers, the believers and the non-believers. And in the 6th and 7th verse, it talks about the carnal mind is death and the spiritual mind is life and peace. But then it goes on, you know, who brother both talk about uh, the group that wants chaos. Uh, they want something going on all the time. They want to smash and grab and steal and hurt. Uh, uh, I, I, I studied about that. I wondered about that for a long time. What, how can, I can't conceive of that. I cannot conceive of walking in your store and stealing something walking out with it and, or hurting someone, uh, burning your, your business or burning your car. I can't conceive of that in me. And I, can't, I couldn't figure out why it was so easy for so many people to do that. But I read one time the seventh verse, and I got some peace about it, I guess, or some understanding mm -hmm. about it. It says, because the carnal minded is the enmity against God, the, the polar opposite mm -hmm. against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. They are not subject to that same uh, thing that God puts in us. So to them, it's, it's just not wrong. It's just doing something. Yeah. And, and they, they don't, and it says that they can't be. Uh, neither can be. It, it just is not possible for a person that don't believe in God to have the same moral compass that He puts in us. And, you know, I don't make it any better or any uh, more acceptable, but I understand it a little better. That, they, that they're not subject to God's laws. It's just a neither can be. It's like hot and dark. They don't mix. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a contrast. It's, it's a hot and dark. It's a you, cold hot. It's just oil and water. You, you can't. Know, you can't. You can put oil and water and then shake it up and set it there five minutes later and you got oil and water again. You don't have a. You have a. It's just. They, it just don't fit together. That's the truth of the matter. Yeah. Like the sister read about the truth. Truth is. Uh, light and dark can't mix. Mm -hmm. The truth is that you can't replace water with blood, and you can't replace blood with water. There's, uh, uh, you know, when that when the when the Nile turned to blood, everything in it died. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that wasn't there was no it, it didn't create life, did it? No. And so we either are or we are not. There's no almost. Mm -hmm. There's no just about. I, I I was almost persuaded that don't count. No. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Now, with all this in mind, I got to ask you a question. How would you define? Now, let me back up. Salvation's one dose. Okay. If you're saved, you're saved. I don't mean that. 
But how would you define a mature Christian? One that keeps itself under subjection. He's mastered the flesh. As much as possible, he's mastered the flesh. That's a mature Christian. It's not how, how gracefully we pray. It's not, it's not anything we do. It's how we master our own flesh. And that may not be the, the most knowledgeable in the Scripture. No, 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 not at all. I agree, Bobby. Yeah. As I mature as a Christian in this life, that means I'm mastering my flesh. And boy, that'd keep me out of a whole lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah. One of the advantages is we, Brother JT used to talk about living grace and dying grace. And, and we have dying grace. Um, we have several EMT, you know, flight nurse, and, uh, retired firemen and, and not retired firemen in here. And I know they, they've all run calls where the person that was, that they couldn't help didn't have that, that peace, didn't have that dying grace. And Linda told me about one time that, that she had, that she was at a wreck and the patient was, was screaming, don't let me die, don't let me die. But then you hear about the ones that, you know, has a deceased family member come into the room with them and, and or they, they see what they believe as angels coming to get them and, and, and just they die with, that, with, with joy in their heart and, and, and the world can't understand that. Yeah. Anyone else? We've gone a little long this morning. I'm sorry, Brother Wayne. Oh, you're good. Okay. But yeah, my biggest battle is not with the world it's not with Satan, it's with Michael. He's the hardest one to master. And he'll go down kicking and screaming. What verse do we start back with next week? Ten, I think. Yeah. Don't guess we're going to get where I wanted to, Chris. That's way too far down the road, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. Okay. I see what a good job y'all do. It's, it's easy to stand up here with you guys. I do. Thank you for your help.